And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 53 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined each week by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. How's everyone doing? Fantastic. It is halfway through the week. It's hump day. We're doing good. And it's the holidays, so everyone's in the holiday spirit. Yep. Yep. Decorated the office. Um, And yeah, I think the holiday spirit really is... In the air. I mean, Christmas, the Christmas holiday is just about what a week away, just about over a week away when this episode drops. Hanukkah starts on Sunday. There's so many holidays happening right now. So lots of spirit in the air. Um, I would love to thank our presenting partner, Skilled Trades Partners. Mike, tell us a little bit about STP. We're very happy to have Skilled Trades Partners on board as our presenting sponsor for another episode. Uh, if you need Skilled Trades help, they're the people to talk to. We know how hard it is to find good people, especially in the trades. Uh, if you need Skilled Trades people to come work for you, reach out to our friends, Mary and Seth Chisholm over there at Skilled Trades Partners. So pretty much every week for the past few weeks, we have been doing a segment called The Top Five. Um so Kayla and I have each done a top five at least. So it's Mike's turn to do yeah. his top five this week. So Mike, what do you have for us this week? The holiday season here. And I've got some, uh, my top five holiday songs, Christmas songs, right? As we lead into uh, the holiday season, right? We're 10 days away from Christmas. Um, you know, my number five, number five is going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Solid. Ives edition. Right. So solid. Yeah, solid five. Right. And I had a really hard time. I kind of wrote up my top five and then I went home and I kind of thought about it. But um, when I'm done the top five, I get my honorable mentions. So, uh, number four is uh, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band Aid. If you don't know who Band Aid is, it was a super group uh, formed in the early 80s by a guy named Bob Geldof. He helped orchestrate Live Aid. So Band Aid is a bunch of Irish and British singers. People like uh, U2, Phil Collins, Duran Duran, George Michael. They raised millions of dollars, $24 million for uh, awareness for Ethiopian famine. So it's a great Christmas song. It's a little, you know, somber song, but it's still a great Christmas song. Uh, and sticking with, I don't know, I, don't, I, I picked this, but number three is going to be Last Christmas from uh, the Wham version. Yep. Uh, I only have a thing for George Michael, I guess. I don't know. Uh, number two was a tough one for me. I little hemming and harm, but I went with uh, Christmas time is here from the Charlie Brown. It's the Christmas special. Christmas, Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And uh, my number one Christmas song, it has to be White Christmas from Bing Crosby. Let's go big. Right. Oh, my, yep. 
you know, yep. talked to my mom yesterday and uh, my mother as a child played the Bing Crosby album on a record player. I can still hear the scratching of the, the needle and the record. Anything from Bing Crosby, Christmas time is wonderful. The White Christmas movie is wonderful. It's one of my all-time favorite things. So uh, that's my top five. Honorable mention, things like uh, the NSYNC, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday song. Yes, uh, this is right? my upbeat, favorite Christmas, one of my favorite Christmas songs. You know, uh, I them. like Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. I like Blue, oh, Blue yeah. Christmas from Elvis. I like Holly Jolly Christmas is another one, right? It's another fantastic one, as well as some of the corny ones. I like the uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's yeah, a that's funny great. One. That one's uh, great. I introduced Kayla to uh, Blue Christmas, uh, the Porky Pig version. Oh, if you never heard gosh. the Porky Pig version <laughs> of Blue Christmas, it's hilarious. Um, but that's my top five. And, you know, as we head into Christmas and the holiday season, we want to wish everybody Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We appreciate you listening. Give us five stars. Uh, you know, we're over a year old, and we got great things planned for 2023. So, uh, who no, do we Mike, have on? this time, this time last year, sorry to interrupt you, but we were actually—I remember—talking about our favorite Christmas songs. Um, we did really. We did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, literally a year ago, we have actually been doing this for a full year now. So, that's pretty crazy. But I mean, I really, before we move on, we have to mention. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Oh. Super classic. Yep. Definitely. I knew Kayla would be on the same page with me. And then a real deep cut honorable mention that will leave it at this is My Only Wish This Year by Britney Spears. I love the power pop ladies. So if you haven't heard that song, listen to that song. It's great. But, but how about uh, my least favorite is Santa Baby. I cannot stand when Santa Baby comes on. Yes, I agree with you because it like kind of goes right through. Yeah. Me. Um, I don't like it. I yeah. I agree with you on that one. And the that hippopotamus. One, I'm, I'm like, okay. It's All fine. I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus. I don't like that either. No, that one's. I hate that song. Oh my god, I do not like that song at all. And it was stuck in my head the other day. That's funny that you brought that one up. Literally, it was stuck in my head, and I couldn't get it out. And I don't like that song. So this is like torturing myself it, inside of my own brain. If you're listening and you agree or disagree, shoot us a message, shoot us a, an email or shoot us something on LinkedIn or shoot us something on Instagram. We'd love to hear from our listeners. But uh, who do we have coming up this week? So this week we have two interviews, one of which is from our very own Gould instructor, David Sprague, all the way from Martha's Vineyard. Let's hear from the Dave Meister. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Mr. David Sprague from Nelson Mechanical Contractors. He is our sheet metal teacher down on Martha's Vineyard. And you heard me correctly, Gould Construction Institute has a location down the vineyard. David, when am I coming down to check the place out? Uh, you come down and check the place out whenever you want. I recommend uh, late spring or, or summertime when the weather's a little nicer. I think I should come down and check it out. Maybe around the 4th of July, spend a week or two just kind of absorbing what goes on down the vineyard around that time. I don't know if they'll okay that, but uh, Diane and I are fighting about who's going down there. So uh, sure. it's, it's great to have you on. I appreciate you're a brand new teacher at GCI, but not a new, new person of the trade. So why don't you tell us a bit about your background and, and how you ended up on Martha's Vineyard? Sure. Uh, yeah, David Sprague, Nelson Mechanical Design, uh, one of the owners here. Um, been in the trades 25 years. Started as a master plumber. Um, well, started as an apprentice, like we all do. Um, but got to my master plumber status and um, opened our own business, me and my partner, Brian Nelson, and found that there were 53 plumbers in the phone book, but there were only two. HVAC companies. Um, and my partner's a mechanical engineer. Um, 
that's what he went to school for. So he's always in the books and in the trade magazines and in the engineering journals. And we found that that had a little more, um, was advancing uh, with technology a lot faster than plumbing and, and kind of held our interest, had market share. There's a vacuum here on the vineyard. Um, so that's how we got into the HVAC and sheet metal business. We still do plumbing. Um, what brought me to the vineyard is I was roughing houses on the Cape 25 years ago for 10 bucks an hour. Wow. And um, I had a guy over here offer me a job for uh, a lot more money. What nobody told me is that everything over here costs a lot more money, <laughs> like <laughs> milk and rent and yep. gas and everything else. But um, I fell in love with the place. It's it's small town, which I grew up in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which is very small town. Um, and so it, it had that small town feel. So that's why I like, I like the tight community. I like that everybody knows each other and and um, that small town feel. Um, but we, you know, we love HVAC. Uh, you know, my first love was plumbing, uh, but plumbing doesn't really advance that much year after year. We might get some new hot water heaters or some new boilers, some new ways to connect piping. But HVAC is uh, by leaps and bounds at an exponential rate. Uh, just becoming so much more um, accurate and scientific and everything has to be calculated, verified, tested, balanced, designed. Uh, and when you get it right, man, it is, it, it makes for a really, really impressive system. And, uh, and people really notice when their HVAC is working really well and they really notice when it's not working really well. Um, it, it happened to us here yesterday in the office. We had no heat and it's like the world was coming to an end. There's no heat. What do we do. I'm going home. And it's like, wait a minute. Well, we can figure something to do here before we start sending people home. But yeah, no, no heat yesterday. And it's hot as heck today. Yeah. And you're a trade long. school. So you should, you should have some resources to pull from in that regard. Yeah. Right? They, uh, they can't seem to get the AC right in this part of the building for some reason. It's either really hot or really cold or in the summertime, you know, uh, right above my cube here, I got a little uh, piece of paper taped to the vent. It like barely blows sometimes, but I need yeah. to maybe have you guys come check it out. But um, and then, what made you want to become, you know, a sheet metal teacher? What was the what was the 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 uh, the light you know light bulb moment when that happened? Yeah, so I, I kind of became a teacher under duress, um, but you know, we we always we always teach. So our our shop uh, employs twenty five guys. And uh, one of them has come to us for the license. We have farmed every single one of our guys, minus that, that one licensed guy. Um, and we've, we've raised them all. We've had guys that have been with us over 10 years, started uh, when we found them, they were slinging coffee in a coffee shop, or they were delivering mattresses at a mattress store or working in a warehouse. And they, um, a lot of, we find a lot of these guys are in their late twenties, early thirties, maybe starting a family or, or getting serious about their life. And they say, I don't want to sling coffee the rest of my life. I don't want to be a landscaper the rest of my life. I need a career. I need a trade. So they come into us with little or no trade experience. And, uh, so we're teaching on a daily basis. Um, but what made me want to become a Goulds teacher, uh, is that right now in Massachusetts, um, you know, if you're an, a residential HVAC contractor, there's no real path for true licensure that covers your entire HVAC trade. What can we get? We can get our EPA certificate, um, which lets us handle refrigerants, and we can get our sheet metal license. Um, the, the towns are really cracking down. The building inspectors are really cracking down on, hey, you put in a bathroom, I need to see a sheet metal license. You put in a dryer vent, you put in a heat cool system, I need to see a, a sheet metal license. 
So that is our path to licensure right now is sheet metal license. Um, even though HVAC encompasses so much, so many more things than just the tin knocking part. Um, and a lot of my guys wanting licensure, uh, said, you know, boss, I'm, I'm going to have to go off Island a couple of days a week and, and go to one of these Gould's places. Uh, which means we're going to have to leave twice a week. We're going to have to leave early, get on a 45 minute boat, drive an hour and a half, take a three hour class, turn around, do it all over again, two days a week. And I said, that is a really, really poor quality of life. Uh, let me see what I can do. So I reached out. Gould's is the only uh, non-union accredited school in the state, I believe. Um, reached out to Diane. I said, what can I do? You know, can I get a teacher to come down here? She said, why don't you teach? <laughs> oh, geez, I don't, I don't know about that. I said, what's that involved? She goes, just apply to the state to become a sheet metal uh, 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 instructor. You get your sheet metals instructor's license. We have the whole curriculum. Yep. Um, you know, we'll, we'll spoon feed you everything you need to do. And, and then you just need a space. And, you know, our office seemed to seem to fit the bill. We got a nice open air office. Um, and, and that was that I applied to the state. I got my, uh, yet another license. I hold <laughs> like 10 licenses in the state of Massachusetts. I got yet another license and, uh, it's, it's been great. So how about the students? How are they? doing so far you start with sheet metal one you got a lot of green people in there right how are they doing yep. with the program right so like i told them i said listen none of us are formally trained i was grandfathered in okay you guys are not formally trained uh, 19 of the guys in the class work for me two guys don't um i said you know none of us are formally trained we've got guys that have been here six months guys that have been here 10 plus years we all have to start with the basic start from zero okay a lot of you guys are going to roll your eyes at some of the slides I'm going to show. Oh, my God, we're learning about a ball-peen hammer. We're learning yep. about a, yep. a tape measure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, but, you know, what's cool is, you know, in New England, we have, we've got a lot of weird nicknames for stuff, right? Um, I know in the plumbing world we do. We like to call things, you know, we just nickname everything. I said, now we all get to learn the, the true trade names for all the things that we like to nickname. And we can, you know, it's a language. We all need to be speaking the same language. What if you move to Ohio? What if you move to California, you know? Um, so it's, I think the guys are excited about the formal part of the training that, you know, we would just teach them what they needed as, as they go as right. day to day. Okay. Today we're putting in this today. We're putting in that. Now they get formal training from square one. And, and some of it is like, oh my God, we're learning about ball peen hammers or, you know, or ladders, right? This is a ladder. Or ladders, right, a ladder. Yeah. right. So, um, but it is nice to start from zero and get everybody on the same page, uh, and, and go through that. So it, um, and the other thing is, you know, these guys, you know, they work 40 at minimum 40 hours a week out in the cold, out in the hot, you know, trades are really hard on your body. I expected them to come in Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, moaning and groaning, you know, half asleep, staring at their phones. Uh, so far they've been pretty engaged. You know, I think they're hungry for knowledge because they know that in this trade, you have to be educated. You have to know what you're doing. And I mean, we got my service manager is in the class. He doesn't touch sheet metal, but he wants to know what's going on to be a better service manager, you know? So um, we've got service guys, installers. We got guys in every area of the business all in one. And, and they're, you know, they're not like nobody's perfect, but they are way more engaged than I thought they would be there. And it gives me hope for the, um, younger 
generation of, of tradesmen. We all say, oh, there's no tradesmen anymore. The average age of an HVAC guy is 55 years old. There's no young guys coming in. Well, these guys are hungry. You know, they want to know how to do this the right way. And, and they want to, um, they want to be at the top of their game. So it's, it's really nice. And I'm sure it means a lot to them to have the owner of the company teaching the class, right? Cause you can also teach them how Sprague does things or, you know, how Nelson yeah. mechanical does things. Right. So <laughs> it, that kind of gives you the ability to you know, definitely, uh, you know, have your hands in the training a little bit more and, and understand what they're going through. And I know you, you I know we heard that you had a, a building inspector out to attend class as well. Right. Yeah, what's nice is there's kind of a community involvement here. So far, we've had two special guests, not including, um, you know, uh, videos from from esteemed uh, guys in the trade, like Chris Morin from HVC Pro Blog and stuff like that. We, we just, you know, kind of pick up his videos. Maybe he'll visit someday. But two special in-person guest appearances, uh, um, Mark Rosenbaum uh, from Energy Smiths, who is a renowned uh engineer in New England who specializes in high efficiency homes and high efficiency home improvements, deep energy retrofits. Uh, and he, I don't get along with a lot of engineers. He is one that I, he's like a mentor to me and um, he speaks tradesmen. He doesn't talk down to people and he came in and he uh, made a nice presentation. We also had the local building inspector, like you mentioned, come in and he did a, a segment on drilling and notching. Building inspectors right now are really hot on drilling and notching. You know, they don't want the HVC guys and the plumbers coming in and removing most of the framing. They're uh, trying to get their pipes and their ducts in the wall. Um, so that was really fun to have him. And he's he sat in on some classes to learn about uh, the mechanical code and how it applies to him, sizing bath fans, sizing dryer vents and things like that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of people stopping in and um, and trying to get in on this higher education uh, part of the trade. And what do you think's next for your class and your kind of satellite location? What do you do? You think you branch in any of the trades? I mean, do you think you can get an electrician to teach an electrical class or a code class or get you know plumber down there to teach some plumbing? Anything like well, that? Well, to be part of the to be part of the community, you know, we're always in a community involvement, and we're happy to share our office space and my setup. I got an eighty-eight inch or a hundred and two inch, some ridiculous, you know, huge flat screen TV that I tie into my computer to do presentations, and we got plenty of room for shop work and stuff like that. So, you know, anybody else wants to take advantage of the space, uh, that's fine. But um, I think they might have that covered. You know, we do have ASMV down here, uh, adult continuing education, and, and they do um, the continuing stuff for the for the electricians and stuff like that. Uh, somebody wants to reach out and share the space. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, you know, we all need more schooling. I think a lot of people are, I mean, the thing with sheet metal, the whole reason we're doing this, sheet metal is one of the only classes you can't do by Zoom right now. And that's because of the shop time, the hands-on time with the actual tools and the sheet metal and the equipment. Um, everybody else is doing zoom and I, I got a couple plumbers in my, in my employee and in my sheet metal class, cause they're doing both and they zoom their plumbing classes and they say it is so boring because, you know, two nights a week, they're just sitting in front of the computer for two and a half, three hours yep. in their pajamas, like ready to fall asleep, can't be yep. engaged, just staring at the screen. And, you know, as much as we love technology and the convenience of not having to leave your house, I just don't think that's, that's the way to learn. You know, once a year continuing ed class, you want to watch Zoom for a couple hours, fine, just so you don't have to travel to Worcester or whatever. But, um, you know, for the for the twice a week, the, the in-person is really the way to go. And uh, I agree with you. And, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, 
students that we have say the same thing. They, they'd rather just do a Zoom. Why am I doing it in person? Why can't I just do it through Zoom? And I, I firmly believe that because these are tradespeople, they're going to learn better in person, you know, where they can actually get a chance to be in the shop, where they cut sheet metal, bend sheet metal, fold sheet metal, look at sheet metal, touch sheet metal, whatever it is, right? Uh, instead of just ta- hearing someone talk about it on a Zoom class, um, I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, and then and maybe it's just maybe it's just my bunch of guys, but you know, the classroom atmosphere is nice too. You get to share stories about jobs that have gone well or gone sideways, uh, give examples of stuff that's on the slide instead of just looking at slides on a screen. Hey, you know, uh, remember that job we did and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, it's just a different atmosphere. Yeah. Like I said, build the camaraderie in the class. You get to see each other. Yep. You know, you take a break. Everyone goes outside and two chats for a few minutes and they can pick your brain a little bit and they can, again, it, because the owner is there as well, it's, it's a little bit better than, you know, if there was a total stranger in there that was trying to teach the class, but having the owner there is a, is a great idea. And then um, what do you enjoy the most about teaching? What do you think? I think what I enjoy the most about teaching is, again, I was I was never formally trained in, in HVAC. I've learned as I go. I've, I've learned from many failures <laughs> uh, and lots of reading and studying on my own. Um, I, I think I en- I learn while these guys learn. You know, I you, you said teach the Sprague way or the Nelson Mechanical way. It's like I'm getting some formal training, and, and I feel like I take away a lot more sometimes than these guys do because I've got to present it, right? So I've got to present the right way, not just the way I do things, but the but the right way. Um, you always learn from teaching. Uh, teaching is a wonderful thing. If anybody gets the opportunity, they're unsure if they want to teach or not, try it. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very satisfying. It's nice to see these guys get good scores on their tests, uh, be able to lay out a piece of sheet metal, um, just do something they weren't able to do before you started teaching them. Um, you know, same thing that I coach Little League and things like that. You know, you just see these guys progress and you were part of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I coach baseball for many years, too. And it's, it's nice to see that uh, in going, you know, talking about that. Do you think you've uh, sparked any of your students to be a teacher one day? Um, yeah, I think a couple of my top level guys, um, you know, again, we, we do a lot of teaching in house. So that's kind of a trickle down pyramid, right? So they're doing some teaching on a daily basis, just whether they know it or not, you know, showing the guys the way we like it done. Um, and I got a couple guys lined up to fill in when I go on vacation. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we might have some future teachers here. Yeah. And it, it always feels good when someone says to you in your class, listen, I really paid attention. You really hit home with that. I, You know, I, I you said to do it this way. And then when I got out to the field the next day, I, it was actually a chance for me to do what you had shown me to do, which is pretty awesome. But I think it's pretty awesome. I love the fact that we've got some people down in the vineyard learning a trade. Uh, and I think it's great that you're down there giving it to them. Uh, Kayla, any questions for David? No, I think it's great, David, that, you know, you guys are out at the, the vineyard. And it's nice that you have class on the island, right? You don't have to go out. That's a long day for, you know, your your employees that used to do that before. A lot of students are still doing that now, and it, it can be tedious. So it's good that you have, you know, they don't have to travel so far. It's a fresher mind for the next day, and, they, and they're more well-rested. So thank yep. you for being a ghoul teacher. We appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Happy to help. All right. So that's all we've got. We're going to turn it back over to Kayla. She's going to give us the uh, everyone's favorite part of the podcast is the lightning round sponsored by LC Anderson. And here we go. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. So lightning round, 10 questions, scale of one to 10. How good of a driver are you? Scale of one to 10. 
I am a 9.5. Oh, confident. <laughs> I love it. All right. Nickname your parents used to call you. Little Dave, even though I'm six foot six. Oh, little Dave. <laughs> You're six, six. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, I'm five, two. So if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Uh, raccoons. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, trash pandas. All right. Yeah, trash pandas. God- there you go. Right? That's what they are. Uh, the Godfather or Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh, Sorry, I'm man. a total nerd. It's yeah. okay. I've never seen Star Wars, so I have to say we got Oh, my God. You need to change your life. I know. I need to get there. <laughs> What's something you could eat for a week straight? Oh, geez. That's a, that could be a lot of things. <laughs> um, probably Mexican food. Ooh, good one. Who inspires you? Um, who inspires me? Uh, probably all the guys that I'm learning from. That's a great answer. Engineers, guys in the guys in the trade uh, that know way more than I do. For sure. Uh, would you rather live in a theme park or a zoo? Oh, that's a tough one. Probably a zoo. My house. <laughs> my house is a zoo. <laughs> no roller coasters. <laughs> no. Which celebrity would you bring back to see them in concert? Which celebrity would I bring back to see them in concert? Mm, probably all of the Beatles. Oof, good one. All right. This is a funny one. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Um, <laughs> if you were arrested <laughs> with no explanation, what would your friends and family? Uh, robbed a bank, probably. No. Um <laughs> Jesus, wow. I have no idea. What would they what would they think of me? Um I've passed. I I don't That's know. That's okay. <laughs> and last and uh last one. What is the funniest joke you know by heart? The funniest joke I know by heart. Oh, why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Bo Drizzle. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Sorry, they're mostly dad jokes. I got, I got a, okay. I got a, I got a bunch of. Dad I jokes. love dad jokes. We have, we have a, a whole book of dad jokes in the office, so we're with it. That is right. awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, David, for the lightning round. This was great. Uh, we hope to have you on the podcast at a later date. But you're awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for David Spray coming down from the vineyard. Thank you very much for being on with us. We appreciate everything you guys do down there for us and. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see you in person sooner rather than later. Awesome conversation with David Sprague. Thanks so much for being on the podcast again, Dave. We appreciate everything you do as a GCI teacher and beyond. Our next interview this week is with Patrick Walsh from Deco. He was our first place winner in the pipe fitting competition at the local craft championship this year. So let's take a listen to what we talked about with Patrick. We are lucky to be joined by Mr. Patrick Walsh from Deco. He is the local craft champion in the pipe fitting competition that took place a couple of weeks ago at Medford Vocational High School. Patrick, congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me. It's a uh, definitely a big, you know, a big deal um, to be able to be here and represent Deco as a you know apprentice and a pipe fitter. Um, yeah, but uh, you know. 
uh, here in the office, we do have a wall of fame and there's a lot of deco people up on that wall. So uh, I, I often will show that to the apprentices or even the students that come in to see us, right? And say, well, how would you like to put your name on the wall? It's be there forever, the wall of fame, the Tim Barton wall of fame. It's pretty amazing. Like I said, a lot of deco names on there. So hopefully we can add Patrick Walsh's name to the board up there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to work for deco and how long you've been on the pipe fitting program? All right. Um, I'm a 22 year old kid. Uh, I actually went to a technical school for welding and fabrication. Um, I started my career working in a steel shop. Um, we did a lot of structural work, railings, uh, structural steel, miscellaneous steel. And, um, I just fell in love with everything about the trade, you know, whether it's fitting, welding, fabricating, everything that's involved in it. And, um, I was given an opportunity to come in and meet Bill. And I actually was fortunate enough to meet Tim, um, and get my foot in the door here as an apprentice fitter. Um, and I've been with them now two and a half years, almost three years. I'm a third year apprentice. Um, and I've, I've loved every second of it. Wouldn't change it for the world. That's great. And you can tell just by watching you in action at the event, your passion for the trade and the passion for what you do, right? You were moving and grooving out there and doing what you had to do to, to compete with some of the best, you know, uh, in Massachusetts. So talk us to us a little bit about what you did to prepare for the, the local event. What did you guys get to do to get ready? Uh, preparation was definitely uh, stringent. You know, um, we definitely, they definitely take a lot of pride in the company name and they want us as, apprentices or even just employees in general to strive to succeed you know like they want the best of the best so they you know we really hit the books hard and it was you know fortunately I was given the opportunity to be able to you know get some hands-on experience like after work and whatnot like and really get a full understanding and explanation of what was expected for him from me and um they just really, really wanted me to succeed, you know, so they gave me every tool I could possibly need or want for me to get to where I was. And how about for the national event? You must be excited. Have you been to Florida before? I have. It's been a while, but I have been to Florida. Um, I'm super stoked. It's going to be a crazy event. Um, definitely nice to be on the East Coast. No no time difference and stuff like that. Nothing really crazy to get used to. Um I am very excited and the training is definitely going to be right there with the same as the mass, you know, and what, what are you guys doing to prepare? What are they doing to get ready, get you ready for this? Oh, you know, just hitting the books. And I, I obviously do a lot of hands-on training during work and stuff like that. Like just my everyday tasks is pretty much what is going to, is to be expected from me at the event. And the last year's event was my first event with ABC masters and, and GCI. And I was very impressed and, and I'm sure Bill's told you the stories, but just from the overall setup, the, you know, there it's going to be a good time. You're going to have a good time, but they're going to put you guys through some long days, very early mornings, getting there, get what, do what you got to do, getting your directions for instructions for the day. And then you'll work a good chunk of the day. Right. But there's also quite a lot of parties and get togethers, and you're going to get to meet quite a lot of people, other pipe fitters from around the country. Uh, and you'll be able to, you know, network and meet a lot of people. Definitely uh, take advantage of that while you're down there. And oh, then, for sure. And as far as the local event, do you think it was harder or easier than you thought? Um, that's I, I I've thought about that question a lot. Um, to be honest with you, like I was very very anxious 
in the beginning. Obviously, like night before, I couldn't sleep, had the butterflies, you know, just just very, very nervous. You know, I, I never really competed in my trade for something. Um, so I, to be honest, I definitely think it was a little easier than I had expected it to be. Um, I kind of blew it out of proportion in my head. Um, it was very, you know, laid back and it, I just felt very comfortable. You know, I was, everybody kind of leaves you alone. You're not, you can't really talk to anybody. Nobody really talks to you. And I mean, I like to just get in my own little groove and kind of tunnel vision everything out and just work on whatever is in front of me and get it done to the best of my ability. So to be honest with you, it was much easier than I anticipated. Now, were you an athlete in school at all? Did you do any sort of competitions in school? Did you participate in sports at all growing up as a kid? Uh, yeah, I played a lot of sports as a kid. I've always been kind of a competitive person. Um, definitely strive for, you know, success. And I, I do love to win. Um, it's funny you say that my girlfriend actually had made a comment. She said, you know, if you don't win, you better not get mad. And I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to, but I'm definitely going to try to pull a win, you know? Well, of course, because right? you're there, you're representing Deco and Deco takes pride in what they do and they take pride in their apprentices and they want to make sure, you know, that you're down there competing and you're there, you're not there just to compete. You're going down to win. You're going down to really, you know, show everybody what Deco does. So, uh, and then, so what, what surprised you the most about that day? Cause I mean, it, it's a long day. You get there very early, you know, there's a lot of prep time to go. And then what, what surprised you the most? Um, there was two things that definitely surprised me the most out of that entire day. Uh, one was the threader that they gave us to thread our threaded pipe, um, fixture, uh, was something I'd never even seen before. I didn't even know they made an electric handheld threader. We've always used rigid threaders as like, you know, the all three in one, the cutter, the reamer and the threader. Uh, so it was definitely like, oh, hey, I uh, don't know what I'm doing with this. Uh, and the other thing that surprised me the most was um, seeing all the high school kids come in and, you know, watch us in action. It, it actually kind of scared me because I, I didn't realize they were there like watching us. And I was like, hey, like, who are you guys? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it was definitely cool. Uh, I definitely got to interact with them like during my breaks and stuff like that. I got to talk to them and, you know, see what they do and how they like it and what the, what their experiences be have been so far. And it, it was nice. You know, it's something that not everyone can say they get to be a part of. So it, it was very, very fun, you know? And it was the biggest event championship we've done here in a long time. So even having that many spectators was unusual. We don't usually do that. You know, there's usually, the, the competitors and that's it, but have all the spectators there looking around, walking around, you know, we were shocked how many people showed up as well, but just the, uh, some of the teachers, you know, that we have that teach for us brought their students, you know, that maybe at night or they teach during the day, they brought some of their students and some other uh, faculty from other schools came and were so impressed with the whole thing that they would love to have something at their own school. So now we have kind of grown into something bigger than you know what we'd ever imagined. All right. So let's think about a second. We, when we flash forward five or 10 years from now, and you can go back in time. What are you going what to, what is the older, wiser Patrick Walsh going to tell the younger Patrick Walsh before the competition? Uh, the older, wiser Patrick Walsh will probably say what I'm going to say now. Um, to be honest with you, if you want to compete, even if you don't want to compete, you definitely should take into consideration competing. Um, it's kind of one of those things, you know, it's the saying, as old as time at this point, uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. 
Um, I originally wasn't going to compete in this competition. Um, I just was like, ah, you know, I'm not really con like, not that I wasn't confident in myself. It was more or less like, I don't, I just don't know how I would do. And I was a little stressed out about it, but, um, being surrounded by, you know, my peers and the, just the people that I work with on a daily basis, it was kind of a nudge, like, Hey, you have a talent and you should definitely put it to the test. You should, you know, challenge yourself. And I definitely think that everyone should at least give it a consideration. And if you do well, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's still great because it's something you can say, Hey, I did this and I gave it my best shot and whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? Right. And um, what about, did you know that you beat a medal winner from last year in the welding welding competition? Uh, Nate Gallagher was a medal winner last year at the national level. He was second place. Really? Took, took home a silver medal. Yep. Took home a silver I, medal in the welding. I did not know that. And this year was competing in pipe fitting and he was, you know, he had all the experience in the world from being there last year and seeing it was hoping to get back there, but you know, you beat him. So that's, uh, you know, that's fantastic. And that's, that's good on you and good on Deco. Now, the other question we always ask people are, will you return to teach for Deco at one point? Would I return to teach? Um, I definitely have, I have kind of a, I, I talk about this often because, um, I, a lot of people ask me questions during the day and stuff like that. And, um, I don't see myself as a good teacher, but a lot of people say that I'm a really good teacher. So I would love to actually put myself to the test and see how people under like under me would do and turn out. Um, I definitely think it would be fun. And I, I just am so passionate about what I do for a living every day that I would love to take my knowledge that's been handed down from, you know, much older guys and spread that to the younger generation and keep the trade going. You know what yep. I mean? Well, well said. And then, you know, it's, it's if anything, you get your license and maybe you, you help co-teach a class to try to, you know, learn from the guys up there at Deco and maybe, you know, one particular thing that you feel so passionate about and that you, one particular subject you can talk about, but imagine how good it's going to feel when you come home with a, a medal around your neck and you get to say you're a champ, right. And you get to tell everybody, uh, that you're a champ. And then, you know, Deco gives the big bonus when you become a champion. They sign a big, it's a big, <laughs> is, it, right? is that true, Bill? Is that, is that true? Is that big bonus? Is he there still? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here, Mike. Oh, big yeah. bonus. Like a fat, I mean, I, I know there's like a one in a bunch of zeros at the end. I don't know if that's real or not. Could be, could be, a, could be a rumor. I don't know. Okay, it could be a hoax, but we never know. We will know in a few months though. Won't but, we? I, no, if I won the championship and came back here with a medal on my neck, they'd, they'd have to, they'd have to, is it time my mouth shut and duct tape my mouth shut? Because I'd be like talking to the <laughs> champ, talking to the champ, right? I'd be like Ric Flair walking in, like, you want to be the best, you're going to beat the best. That's what I say. Exactly. It's like that for much less. Yeah. So, <laughs> I can only imagine. My, my, the guys in my fantasy league, it's brutal. When I win, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. I, well, it's craziness. <laughs> but we wish you all the luck. Allison, do you have any questions for Patrick? I have no questions for Patrick. I'm very impressed by you. Um, that's crazy to hear that you had no idea how to like that kind of machine, which I have no idea what kind of machine that is and what it does and how to work it. So as somebody, you with experience and you didn't know how to use it, you won against someone who had experience with the competition previously. Like Mike said, you should be very, very proud of yourself, very impressed with yourself. And I'm very excited to see how you do at national. It's very exciting. So now did Bill go and get some of those Milwaukee cordless, Sweaters? 
That I'm actually not sure of. And yeah. thank you, Allison. I do really appreciate everything you said. Um, it would, it was, like I said, definitely a challenge. Um, and I guess it's just adapt and overcome. It's one of those things yeah. where you just have to make do with what you're given, you know, um, it, it is what it is. And it, fortunately there are times just in the trade on a daily basis where you're given a weird situation that you have to try to get yourself out of. And it, it's just part of it, you know, um, hopefully they did get a couple of those. Cause I would like to use them a little more. They're actually pretty fun. You know, it's, it's just cool. New tool, new tools are always cool to play with, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, we wish Patrick the best of luck. He'll be heading off to Florida in March to compete at the national craft competition. We'll all be uh, rooting for you. The GCI staff, uh, the ones that do get to go, will be cheering you on. You'll, you'll hear us and see us cheering you on and uh, good luck. I think you're going to do, you're going to do all right, Bill, you, you got a good one there. So keep him around. We think so. We, we, we agree. All right. Thanks. Patrick. Thank you appreciate very much guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great interview with Patrick Walsh. We cannot wait to see him compete at the National Craft Championship in Kissimmee, Florida. We hope to see a lot of you there. Allison, what do we have for trainings coming up this week? So we are officially done with the 2022 training calendar. Moving on to 2023, January, we have a ton of classes on the schedule. Um, starting with a lockout tagout that's going to be on January 4th. Great class to start your year with. It's going to be at the ABC Mass GCI Woburn office, January 4th from 5 to 8. January 7th, we'll have two classes going on. The first is a confined space class from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The other one is a 608 universal certification class. That is also January 7th, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., both at the ABC GCI Woburn office. Um, and just a you know disclaimer for the 608 universal certification for anyone that needs it, you will take the test and you will know the whether or not you passed and you will receive the certification card in the mail after the fact. So check out all of those classes and the rest of what we have going on through March 2023 at GWGCI.org forward slash events. And I just want to say thank you one more time to our presenting partner, Skilled Trades Partners. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And thank you so much to our lightning round sponsor, Elsie Anderson. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at ABCGCI Coffee Break. Shoot us a DM about your favorite Christmas songs, your opinions, your preferences, holiday, season. We want to hear it. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. Check out everything that we have going on on there. And be sure to follow us and like us and rate us five stars on all the places that you listen to podcasts. Um, we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for our holiday special. Check out what we have in store for you then. Until then, have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.